Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And today I'm going to have one of my favorite guests back to kind of muse into a topic that emerged for both of us. So there's this saying, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. I had to look it up today because grammatically speaking, you can use always got or always gotten, always have gotten. And I didn't know which way to do it, but I just said it for you. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got or gotten. So any English buffs out there, send me a note and tell me which way is the correct way to do it. Anyway, this wisdom in this this quote, I don't know who said it. I use it all the time. This wisdom, this truth, it has inspired and informed my work over the years as I as I work with clients and healing, coaching, consulting, and mentoring. The truth is if you're unwilling to change, you'll always get the same results, right? So how might you realize healthy, transformative change in these times of conscious evolution? We're going to explore how to open yourself to ever greater possibilities of change by simply looking at your own personal energy patterns. A simple shift in your energy can create the conditions for life-affirming action, deeply inspired solutions, and perhaps even unprecedented results in your life. So. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind and heart and settle into your essential wholeness. As I reintroduce our guest, one of my favorites, Cheryl Lynn, she's a medical intuitive healer and cosmic conduit who acts as a channel for messages from your higher levels of consciousness and healing energies that can literally rewire your energetically your energetic body and have a profound impact on your physical spiritual and emotional well-being cheryl lynn's compassionate and direct communication style creates a safe and nurturing space for you to open and receive what is next for you on your path the information that cheryl lynn shares can assist you in understanding your soul's journey and help you to move to the next level in the areas of relationship, career, life purpose, health, and so much more. So I'm happy to welcome you back. Hello, Cheryl. Hello. <laughs> one, mm-hmm. one of these times, I'm just going to say, I just want to introduce my bestie, Cheryl Lynn. Here she <laughs> is. Because uh, to many of our listeners, you don't need an introduction. And to me, I just want to say, hey, here's my bestie. And just wait till you hear the wisdom that comes from this voice today. So, yeah, it's nice to have you back, Cheryl. Welcome, welcome. And I don't think I need to ask my traditional first question, but I'm going to. You always do. I always do. (laughs) With a little twist, because 
you know, we're evolving consciously right now on the planet. There's so much going on. And, and I think this topic is an important one for so many of us. And we'll share some personal stories as we d- dig into it deeper throughout the show here. But when it comes to transformational change and these times of of conscious evolution on our planet, like literally we can evolve unconsciously and allow life to move us along or we can literally become aware and consciously make change and this is kind of like the topic of our our show today so i'm wondering as we're looking at conscious change what might all things connected mean to you today cheryl well, it's funny because this <clears throat> part of this topic started when you and I were talking about, I have this, it's not a vision board. It's more of a, um, it's more of an inspiration board that I have. And I kept looking at it over the past week and feeling like the energy of it had shifted. So it's, it's a board that has pictures and a few words, more pictures than words. And it just represents the energy that I'm feeling and that I'm working with currently. And I could feel that something had changed in just in, in my personal field and how I was working with, with my clients and just how I was moving about in the world. So this morning I knew that it was the morning to change it. And it is now when I look at it, it feels more connected to me and where I am personally right now. It feels softer. It's still very strong and it has a, a lot of energy behind it, but it's a different kind of energy. And I know that now that I've created it and it, it activates that energy even more deeply within me, even though I was already operating from this, this softer level, I would say, um, and that that is going to ripple out. You can't help it because that's what happened with the last one <laughs> that I did. It can't help but then ripple out to everyone that I'm connected to. And I think, and I believe that that's how it works for all of us, that whatever, whatever energy, for lack of a better way to put it, whatever energy we're kind of immersed in has an impact as we're moving out through the world, whether it's a direct impact because of the people that live under the same roof or your clients or people you go to school with, whatever that is. It can be that that direct impact, or it can be more subtle where you're just embodying the truth of who you are, which then creates a field where others have permission to do the same. So that's mm. where, what it is today in this moment. Mm. I love that. I, I love how this really sets up the conversation um, for us to, to look more deeply into those um, even the subtle energetic fields. So we could talk about this topic from so many different perspectives, right? We could talk about it like energy medicine and how we we shift um, our own subtle energy bodies to create greater health. We could talk about it from the perspective of of environmental energies and, and our relationship to it and our interaction with it. I love how you're talking about all of these energies are connected anyway, right? They affect one another. We could also look at it from the idea of um, even like feng shui. So, 
you know, I have this deep appreciation for feng shui. Most people know it like a system or a law of interaction that that governs our spatial arrangements and orientation in relationship to the flow of energy and and the the difference that that makes you know all things connected the difference that the the flow of energy in our personal and our collective community environments it's also the same with our our personhood right of of who we be so there's lots of different ways to look at energy and making subtle energetic shifts and how that can literally change our whole trajectory of life so i'm gonna i i guess i'm kind of setting that up cheryl because what i talked about in our intro really creates quite a promise and um i guess we really need to look at that of really can shifting something really small about our energy create really unprecedented results in the trajectory of our life alone. So I'm just, I'm going to put that out there. Is, is that true? What I said in the intro and how might you define these subtle energies that we're, that we're talking about here? Well, it's funny because, you know, we, we only have, we're only able to look at things through the perspective of our own minds and our own being, right? We can't, like, you can't truly fully understand your perspective. You might be seeing something similar, but you have, you have a field around you that is uniquely you and it contains all the components of everything that you bring along in your life and everything you've been exposed to, which is different than anyone else's, even your siblings that, you know, were raised in the same house had different experiences of that being raised in the same environment. So as we're, I think that that's an important thing to remember as we're having this conversation is that, you know, even the language that we use, you know, you and I have spoken before about, how we're, we'll be saying the exact same thing, but we have a different language style off often and we'll use different words to say the same thing. So what is it that we're describing and what is it that we're tuning into? And in that, I, th- I think what you're, you're speaking of is what is the field of consciousness? <laughs> like what, what is it that we actually are connected to? And as humans, we can only really do our best to describe it and describe our experiences when we feel that connection to it. But what really is it? I'm throwing the question back out to you. <laughs> what really is that? In in as simple terms as we can manage, there's lots of esoteric writings and ways of describing it. But in the simplest terms, if you're going to talk to a child or someone who this is all very new, you know, what, how would you describe the, that field of consciousness that we're connected to? Mm. I'm taking this as a literal question. Cause I think that that's an important piece. I was going to just go answer it with my own experience, but I think it is important to look at um, you're saying field of consciousness. And I like to add the word unified field of consciousness, the unified in front of that, because it's important now that science 
has now demonstrated that unified field of consciousness as what these mystical spiritual experiences have really um, described for us over thousands of years that literally there is this place of interconnectivity of interconnectedness of interdependence of of one unified field of consciousness that informs us and that we inform so that so it's interesting because here now we've got to explain this because as you're talking about I'll throw the ball back at you again <laughs> because here, here this is really important because we're learning so much about this unified field of consciousness we're learning how how literally this information comes in and informs us personally and how our thoughts inform this unified field and create our experiences and so it ties back to your explanation of i have this personal energetic field around me and i'm having my own personal experiences with with the field with life itself as an intimate relationship with all that is within that personal field right so um, that's an important distinction how cheryl might you describe the relationship of the personal field with this collective field with this unified field of consciousness because you see and read energy and i i want to get into what we talked about at the intro but i think this is an, a, an important distinguish to make of that personal field and that unified field you know, I'm glad you brought up the the reading energy part because that actually will help me describe how how I see them connected. So one of the th things that came to me a while ago was that I, I had never really been able to describe how I saw things beyond the beyond the present moment beyond the realm that we're all in that we're looking at solid objects and all of that and then it and it actually happened with you where we were looking at something about your business and I saw this matrix and you know some people might say it was a like a grid of some sort or a you know some, a, like a map but I called it a matrix and it had a certain quality to it there was there was a, a very interesting way that energy moved through this field. And um, at the time, because it was the first time that I had seen it very clearly and been able to describe it at the time, you know, it was, it was for the business and project you were working on, but it, it has expanded since then for, you know, depending on what I choose, what part of that field that matrix that I choose to focus on, depending on who I'm reading for or, you know, working with, including myself, I will see a piece of it, whatever's 
important for that person or the conversation that I'm having, I'll just see a piece of it. But then when I ask to look at the bigger perspective, for instance, if someone, if, if I'm tuning into someone's business or a project that they're working on and I see this matrix of energy around it, then perhaps they want to know, well, I'm thinking of collaborating with someone. So how would that look? And then I end up seeing this other field that this other person has created or is experiencing. And I see how it's connected and whether it's a harmonious connection or whether there are going to be some bumps in the road. So I think that this is a great example of how we can dissect this this um, conscious field, we can dissect it and we can focus on our individual parts. But as you're calling it a unified field, that is really what it is. It's, we all have access to it. It's, we're all connected to it. We are it. It's part of us. And so when we talk about um, connecting to this unified field of consciousness, what we're just saying is, to fully embody all of who we are. That's what, how I see it, that we're, we're just being our most expansive selves. Um, I wanted to mention one other thing about this because, you know, as, as I was describing, you know, how I, I see this information, um, there's a, there's, um, a friend of mine who I'm very close to, who's, um, he's a jeweler. And, but he doesn't, he's a jewelry designer and he doesn't just make jewelry like normal people do. I mean, he's, he's a good designer as well, but he makes jewelry that has a certain energy to it and can shift the energy of the person that's wearing it. And one day we were talking with someone and he was, they asked, you know, where do you get these designs from? Where does this information come from? And he described going into like in meditation, like literally going into like a a vortex (laughs) and following it along until he got to a place where the design existed already. And then he would get shown all the elements that were important and, and how to actually make it. And I just thought that is so cool. Like it's not, you know, you think that if you have a thought in your mind, it's coming from you, but how many people have had the experience where they've got this great new idea or they start working on a book or, you know, think of a great, and they go and someone else starts talking about the same thing, or maybe, um, you know, has a similar idea. And it's like, wait, I thought like, that was my idea, but was it really like we're all, if we're all connected to this field of consciousness, then it all exists there. That's a great story. And I love that you bring it into the terms of an artist creating, you know, this jeweler that's going and accessing that wisdom, that higher order, and then bringing it down by step-by-step instructions even of how to make it. So to me, the story that is important in that is that we all can attune to our future selves. 
and literally have that future self call us forward through that portal, giving us the design, giving us the instructions, giving us the energies we need, giving us what we need in this moment to move from here to there. So um, that is a powerful idea as we're looking at creating transformative change, like literally tuning into that form of energy. So I have a question for you because you mentioned um, our future selves. If we're talking about this unified field where everything is existing, is is future like what is future? (laughs) You know, I I just am curious. I mean, I have my own ideas about it, but you know, when we talk about you know, when someone goes to a psychic or they, they try and get me to give them a psychic reading sometimes and be like, no, that's not very useful. Um, so what is that really that we're, we're seeing or that when we see something that hasn't happened yet or where we, we put kind of like a desire out there for something to be created in the future, does it already exist or is it, is it something that is created by our, intention to focus on something that hasn't come into form yet. What, what is, what are your thoughts about that? You know, this is a really complicated piece because you can say both things at the same time and they coexist. So you could say past, present, and future all exist in this, in the same continuum, in the same realm simultaneously all at once, right? Past, Mm -hmm. present, future, all exist as is, as isness, as the I amness. And so that exists at the same time. So, like that exists in this realm, in this dimension of three dimensional reality, it exists in that realm. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, as well this is so fascinating i've never got to play with this before so thank you cheryl (laughs) but at the same time literally we have learned how to influence that isness that i amness with and through that unified field that informs and that we inform as we're influencing wow that's cool um this sense of reality so so for example um i had this happen to me well i have this happen to me a lot all the time but i have this one specific example where you know hindsight is always 2020 right so i'm talking to this person and we're at this big gathering it was a celebration and i'm talking to this person that i love and adore He's a good friend and he's talking about his future and he's like saying, oh yeah, and this and this, and this is, you know, we were catching up. This is what's going on now. And this is what, and oh, I can't wait till and da, 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 da. And I hear he won't be there next year. And I had no idea what that meant, but I hear it. Right. So there's the psychic part. There's the intuition. I hear he won't be there next year and I don't know what that means Hmm. and a month later he was in an accident and was killed Hmm. so 
the, the, the piece of that is how we're tuning in to this, this all-knowing place, right? So, like, is it predestined? Is there something I could have done to influence that? Is there something that might have shifted that? Of course. And it's like, how do we hold this? Because the answer to your question really is shifting as we're becoming multidimensional beings because the laws of how it works in three dimension in three-dimensional form is very different than our multidimensional selves i don't know if that's making any sense but i don't think i was very clear <laughs> no it's making sense to me i'm not sure about all your listeners so that makes sense but i think that this like you said it's a it's a very complex these are comp complex concepts for our human mind to understand but i think when we when we take a moment and kind of step in whatever way we do it to step out of our our heads where we're like trying to figure out well what the heck does that mean and like was she having a well obviously you're having a prem i mean people would say you had a premonition about it right. or you had a you know you had had um some sort of a psychic connection to his his trajectory of his life. And the question is, you know, what, what, what as we're living our lives, how, how can that benefit us as creative individuals? Because we're designed as humans to want to create and keep creating and, and shifting things and playing with things and trying things and, and making lots of mistakes, perceptive mistakes. And um, refining and, the, you know, there's always this uh, this exp expansive energy that wants us to create upon creation. So does in some ways, when you start thinking about it like this, like we've been talking about, it, it would be like, well, what's the point if it's going to happen, whatever's going to happen anyway, then what's the point? Well, the point really is to enjoy the process of not being able to see what's around the corner. Like you didn't know that he was going to get in a car accident a month later. You didn't see that. Some people do, you know, they will see an exact thing about how someone's life is going to end. Um, but you, you know, it was, it was curious. It was like, I wonder what that means that he's not going to be here. And I'm sure if you got a message like that again, you might jump to the conclusion that something that the same thing might happen to someone because it would be the same message. And yet it might be, he's going to move to another part of the world. <laughs> you know, it yeah. could have been anything. It could have been, you know, like that he, he went into a coma and, you know, ended up coming out of it later, but he wasn't, he wasn't present in his body. So I think that that's, um, that we're here to play with all of this, to enjoy the process of, of being in the unknown and to understand that the impact we make has more to do with, it feels like more to do with ins inspired action. So when you're called to do something, whether it was predestined or not, it kind of doesn't matter, does it? Where you, you feel like, you know, this is something that I feel is going to shift or move or, just be enjoyable and you follow that trajectory and you see what happens. And then you have that opportunity over and over and over again. And that is the human experience. That's what we're here for. Mm. Okay. This is going to get good. 
after break, we're going to talk about this because like literally playing and enjoying this creative process of life is one thing aligning with our true nature so life flows with more joy and ease is another thing and getting stuck and kind of struggling through being on in that wrong energetic place is an important part of this lesson in this process right so we have so much more to explore when we come back we're going to take a quick break you're listening to the dr julie show all things connected we're here with cheryl lynn medical intuitive healer and cosmic conduit we'll be right back Empower Meditation Channel. Non-stop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation Channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation Channel. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Begin by finding a comfortable, relaxed position. Let out whatever stress is in your body. It could be from the time you left your daughter's blouse in the dryer too long and it shrunk four sizes. Or when you donated her private diary to the public library. Or when you thought chaperoning the school dance meant actually dancing in the school dance. Whatever it is, let it go. The fire you started with that experimental dinner, let it go. The time you drove away from the gas pump, with the gas pump, let it go. Three, very relaxed. Two, there you go. One. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are very, very important. Someday, many years from now, when you're a grown-up, you'll be a man. And when you are, you should be a gentleman. Do you want me to go through it one more time? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open for ladies. If a door's shut, then knock first. Don't burp, don't swear, don't speak with your mouth full, don't reach across people's plates, keep your elbows off the table. What table? And don't interrupt. While we're at it, don't stare, don't use foul language, don't call people names, but do remember people's names. Always share your toys, play nice, and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. On the bus, give up your seat to anyone who has trouble standing. Bottom line, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. This is you over 30 years ago. Are we there yet? And this is your mom now. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Empowering you for a better life. 
Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps even listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on my Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation and get connected in one of my private groups or individual programs. I invite you to be a more conscious, courageous, and compassionate co-creator of the beautiful world we want to see. You can check out those opportunities at juliecrawl.com. You're here listening with Cheryl Lynn. The first half of the show was with Cheryl Lynn. If you want to learn more about her work, find her, schedule a session, go to CherylLynn.com. That's S-H-E-R-R-Y-L-L-I-N.com. Welcome back to the second half, Cheryl. Hello. <laughs> so <clears throat> we got really esoteric in that first half and started talking really big concepts. And I, I I love it. And we can we can continue to go there and expand on it if you want. But I want to take us back to your opening story because it inspired this conversation. And I think it's really important. I First of all, I would love to um, understand from your perspective what inspired you to take that conscious shift like you consciously created this inspiration board which if you want to speak more about it being an, an inspiration board not a vision board um, but at the same time you shifted your energy I have done that with myself and um, and I'll share more about that in a second because it's kind of funny you and I um our trajectory is like really like this parallel path we go through life and like you mentioned we use different language to describe the same things we kind of have different personalities that that shape things and our experience of life but as you are moving into the more softer subtler I was like adopting more fire and and that fierce part of myself and I I can share more about that later but what inspired you Cheryl to to say you know what I need to shift to that subtle energetic place and bring more of that softness in right now and then what kind of what kind of um, results have you had with that shift well the it's, it's interesting because the, the fierceness came in about a year ago and um, we probably have one of the radio shows you and I did back then. You can tell because it was, it was around the time of the Kavanaugh hearings, I think. Yep. And, um, and this aspect of me, I don't know how to really describe it, except there was a part of me that I'd been subduing for my whole life, being trying to be a nice girl and all of that. And I had to let this, this, it, it, it wasn't even really anger, but it, you know, to other people, it might've seemed like, you know, this, this nice, sweet Cheryl, like, where did you go? Because there were times where I did get a little snappy and, you know, just, I just was tired of, of trying to be a good girl all the time. So, um, so that was an important step in my evolution and it kind of naturally happened as I realized that I 
in order to move where I wanted to move in my life and in my career, that I needed that fire to get me to the next, the next place. So that was wonderful and very empowering. And I, it raised my confidence level in certain, certain areas where I really uh, didn't put up with some of the things that I had put up with before. And I realized that I, I get to choose how I want my life to look. I think that was the biggest thing I, I got out of it. And then as I integrated that just by living and it naturally started to soften because I'm not someone who has ever really seen the value of walking around pissed off at the world. Um, even though there's a lot of things, a lot of things to be upset about and pissed off. All you have to do is look at the news or have someone egg, egg you on a little bit. If you're paying attention, like there's lots of outrageous things that happen on a daily basis in our world. But I, I, for myself, I just never felt that walking around looking for ways that I could take that fire and, you know, take action in that way was really my way. And I think it's important for other people. It's fine. It just wasn't my personality. So as I integrated this fierceness, that is also part of my personality. I, I found myself softening and relaxing about who I really am. And through a series of, you know, I wouldn't say that there was one, one moment where I said, okay, I'm in a different place now. It was more that I recognized this new, it's not a new aspect of me. It's this integrated time where I, there's a place for that fierceness. And then there's also this great, compassion and love that I have for humanity, for myself, for those, those that I come in contact with. And that for me, that is the, that's what is emerging. This understanding that my role, my personal role is to do things through a channel of love, a channel of understanding, a channel that for some people, um, you know, might be uh, like a little too subdued, but for me, it feels like more natural. And one of the very practical things that I noticed as I was moving into this energy more was in the past, I was always trying to be a type A personality and I'm just not, <laughs> it took me a long <laughs> time to admit it, but I was surrounded by people that are like go-getters and, and I can do it and I've been successful doing that at various times in my life, but it's not my personality. I am much more of an observer and allowing things to unfold is how things manifest in my life. And so when I relaxed into this aspect of myself, things started coming to me without effort. And I think that that was, that's the key for me is when I was getting feedback from my life, feedback from the universe, however you want to describe it, that, oh no, this is the, this is you, this is how you operate in the world. And when you do it, then you're fully supported and all the resources come in to have you do what it is that you're here to do instead of having to struggle and, you know, try to market myself and all of those things that I learned in all, all of those courses that I took on how to 
be an entrepreneur and and have actually taught. <laughs> I've taught some of those classes on how to market a business and and that kind of thing. And if, for me, it just it doesn't work that way. So that's been part of the evolution. And so this this um, inspiration board, it's just a giant bulletin board. And, um, and I got in the habit years ago from doing vision boards. I used to teach a class on how to do a vision board, um, back when it was popular, when the movie, the secret came out, I've gotten into the habit with, instead of putting magazines in the recycling bin, I always look for cool pictures <laughs> and cut them out. And I have a, a, a large shoe box that I just put them in. And then periodically I would use them for art projects or, or various things. And I know you do the same thing. So, um, so this inspiration board, the, the reason it's different is it's not, I'm not looking to create something by putting pictures of those things or those objects or those experiences and then manifesting them because I put my intention into it. That's kind of the, the, old school way of doing vision boards. This is more tapping into like tuning in and tapping into what is there, what is there in my personal field right now. And it's more of taking a snapshot energetically of where I am and how I'm relating to the world. And when I have the visual that I am looking at it right now. And for anyone that wants to look at it, if you're, if you go to Facebook, you can, you can find it on my Facebook page because I just posted about it. Um, as I look at it, what it does is it relaxes me into being present with myself in this current iteration of how I'm operating in the world. It reminds me of who I really am. It inspires me. The inspiration part inspires me to become more of who I am by uncovering anything that doesn't feel like me. And the board that I made a year ago, well, it was probably, probably, uh, I've probably done a couple since then, but the board that I did a year ago expressed where I was at at that time. And it literally had like volcanoes and snakes. And it also had a lot of beautiful flowers and things like that, but it was much more, it was much stronger. And you would look at it and be like, Oh, you know, <laughs> this one is like, ah, you know? and for me, this is the energy. It even has a picture of a woman hugging a tree, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Um, mm. So it really, it activates for me something, uh, just a remembrance, just to keep refining my perception of myself and, and always seeking to come back to my version of wholeness. Mm. I love that story. Thank you. I, and what I appreciate is the fluidity of your acceptance of it. And, and yet also this idea that when we align with our true nature and then play with the energies that, that they can shift a little bit and move and change depending on what's going on with us and with life, like we were talking about in the first half. And yet um, there are obstructions to our energy. There are, you know, like there's 101 different 
personality inventories, right? We can we can go take a personality inventory and it'll tell us who our basic nature of personality is. This is more of this underlying energetic that kind of powers us in our personality through life. Um, I had a recent shift too. And I went from this, um, like when I look back over the last several decades, I can look at how I went in my early career. I was into that forceful, masculine, climb the corporate ladder, get to the top, compete energy. And then I moved completely, the pendulum swing, and I went completely into a feminine nurturing kind of energy. And then I got fired up and went into this fierce feminine energy again. So I was like moving with these different energies and then settled back into more of a nurturing masculine. And I think this sounds really funny when you're just listening to it. This nurturing masculine part of me was like, let's learn how to co-lead together. Let's learn how to share leadership let's all get on the same page and co-create and and i was holding this in a different way and recently i had this little wake up of how i've kind of let my fire go like i've i've let my ability to get results um kind of i i put it on the shelf while i was really um, kind of focused on everyone else's kind of in that, like where you were at with pleasing everyone, you know, and what, but I was into empowering everyone. <laughs> you could probably analyze me with this way better than me, but I was really into empowering everyone else. Like, what can I do to empower you to be your fullest expression? And, and I found myself waiting around for everyone else to be empowered. Instead of just taking charge and bringing that fire back, that one subtle energetic shift for me has, just like you, has opened all kinds of possibilities. It's like the flow of what's coming at me is so different mm. with that shift than where I was. And now, don't get me wrong. Oh my gosh, the flow of what's been happening over the last several months is fun to track and monitor as well because of all these amazing things. But that little subtle tweak in my energy has refined what's coming toward me. Does that make sense, Cheryl? I know it does to you. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, no, it does. It does. It's very similar. It's it's really about, like I said, it's really about, you know, clearing away anything that is not us, is not just that we've taken on any of these definitions of us or things that we've tried on to see if we could do it because we observe someone else doing it. It's like, oh, that, well, that worked for them. Maybe I'll try that. And then to find out that that just is not your way. And it's really important that we we keep clearing the stuff that is not ours so that we are operating from that most authentic self. Yeah. You know, part of me, I look at um, the 
the old paradigm, I'm so tired of hearing the old paradigm and the new paradigm, but in the old way of mastering life, we tried on a lot of things. And I get so into um, trying to stay on that evolutionary edge that oftentimes I kind of like, like, oh, what's the, what would be the word? I was going to say omit, but that's not it. It's like staying so focused on bringing in the new that I'm not integrating the whole of who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm looking toward the evolution of who, uh, the emergence. I'm like, you were talking about emerging, what's been emerging. It's like, I'm looking toward the emergence instead of bringing my full whole self, full whole integrated self into all of those um, situations. So it's, it's really a reclaiming of all the pieces and parts that are truly us. So I want to, I want to, we, we have a few more minutes and I'm, I'm really curious about your recommendation energetically. It, it works for creating the conditions for health and healing. It works for creating the conditions for our fullest expression. So I'm curious what you might say about energy, Cheryl, when we're talking about aligning with our true nature, bringing all the parts of ourselves into this moment and really um, navigating life in that truer alignment. Well, the first thing I thought of when I was listening to you was, was, um, we're so hard on ourselves. I'm listening to you talk yeah. and I think it's easier to see in someone else how hard we are on ourselves and realizing that, like I said, we're here to play with all of this and to experience all sorts of different things. So I think we sometimes get so focused on, I have to get it right. I have to, I have to figure myself out and who am I really? And let it evolve. Let yourself enjoy the process. Let yourself stumble and say, whoops, I guess that wasn't the right, right thing for me to, you know, it, it, but it was because you learned something from, from following that trajectory. And so that's the first thing I want to say is just really, you know, give yourself a break. Cause this is, this is not, uh, like my friend Will says, this is not the enlightenment Olympics. <laughs> so the other piece is that it's okay. So I, I got this just so strongly because I think I need to hear this as well. I'll say it's okay to do things that maybe seem a little old school or, you know, I should be beyond that by now, or I shouldn't need, I think a lot of times we get caught when we, when we think we need to get help from others and that that means that we're weak or that, you know, we should be able to do it ourselves and it's okay to lean on a friend or ask for feedback. And I think that's a really important piece as well because your friends and the people close to you often will see the real you when you're, when you're floundering. And so I think it's important to kind of check in with a good friend and say, you know, I'm thinking of doing this or, you know, I, I feel like I've been barking up the wrong tree. What do you see? Well, you know, I, I just feel stuck. And I think that that, that can really help. And then I was just thinking about this, these, uh, this, these matrix things that I, 
these sessions that I do. And when I go into the matrix of someone's business or their project or their, their body their, for their health, I will often see perceptive blocks in the energy field. And I have my own way of clearing them or bring, bringing through resources that will help move the energy around it. And I think that that's, that still is an important piece to understand that you're fine just the way you are, even if it doesn't feel good, but that shifting and moving is how we're designed. And so when we feel that stuck energy, even if things are moving and we feel stuck, that it's okay to, to, to go into that field and move stuff around and just, just to loosen things up, loosen up your grip on uh, what you think is going on and, and allow someone to assist you or call upon if you, if you have a strong connection to whatever you want to call it, guides, angels, or God in prayer or in um, meditation to ask for assistance and say, you know, I'm feeling stuck. I don't really see what's around the corner. And can you just give me a little hint here? (laughs) I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think we try and like power through sometimes those moments and it's important not to, um, not to feel bad about needing some assistance. Mm, Thank you, Cheryl. Cheryl, your, (laughs) your wisdom is always so helpful. So I really appreciate what you're sharing with us here today. And I'm just wondering, we have about just maybe two or a little over minutes left in the show. What else might you want to share with our listeners about this topic of shifting energy to open more possibilities? Um, have fun. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that that's, we get really serious. I mean, our, definitely the first half of this conversation, we were getting really intense and serious, um, which that's fun too, but have fun with it, you know, play with a, an inspiration board or, you know, take, take some time in nature and observe how nature, uh, automatically connects to, you know, itself. And it has its each individual part of nature, whether it's a tree or a blade of grass or a butterfly or a snowflake, it has its way of being that is uniquely it. And I think when we're out in nature, we remember that and we don't feel so disconnected from ourselves in the greater field. Mm. So that that's, yeah. I like the idea. So Yes, go out in nature and yes, have fun. I just want to add an exclamation point on that because I just read somewhere, I don't remember where, but I read that you never see depression in someone that's fully following their soul's calling. Like when -hmm. you're in that, you're never depressed. And I'm thinking about that with how instantaneously when you said have fun energetically it shifted inside of me in that moment I went oh yeah like have fun you (laughs) cannot not um you know be in this energy of fun and levity and um not shift things dramatically you know what I mean yeah absolutely yeah absolutely 
Mm, so cool. Cheryl, thank you for bringing your wisdom to us here again today. And I just want to remind our listeners, if you want more of Cheryl, again, go to CherylLynn.com. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this energy and shifting, and I just want to leave you with um, a quote by Rumi. It's very short, but you'll understand why. It's a, it says, set your life on fire. And seek those who fan your flames. And I love this idea of like be around those who really know how to really ignite this fire inside of you. So thank you for joining us today. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Remember, together we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.